we are back. Thank you guys for listening to episode 15 of the Overachievers podcast. This is a special edition. This is, uh, we need, I'm a couple days late on this joint. I usually record on Mondays, but we pushed it back to Wednesday because, uh, the, our guest today is, uh, is a very special guest. Um, this is one of my homegirls from day one. She just got back from Montreal's Just for Laughs. She was on the New Faces Showcase. She's been killing it, man. She's been, she's been, she's a day one. She, if you go back, you can see we have interviews from like a few years back, but I'm glad she's here today. We're hanging out at the Comedy Loft. Give it up for your guest today, Paris Sad Shade. This is good. I wish we had like, <laughs> I wish we had like people in the back clapping. I mean, listen. I just saw you <laughs> ripping for twenty minutes in a in a in a in a hole listen, in a wall. In that a joint, hole in a wall. That joint was lit, though. You was running your uh, you was running some material tonight. I was running material. It's projects coming up, man. Listen, the you, hard work is paying let off. Me, let me. I was I was in the cut smiling because you were glowing. I was like, yo, Paris. Thank you. I was Paris is in a zone right now. Yeah, I had to do this, man. Overachievers is it's a big thing. It's man, important. Thank you, man. It's uh, and you're important to me, man. This is uh, we've been talking about this date. I think for years it's we have. Cr- and it's like the fact that we're it's happening right now it doesn't surprise me but it, it feels amazing it feels great it's, it feels great when you when people start to see the person that you worked hard to become right so this- I mean that's I feel like we're in a great time right now DC has a great scene right now and our talent can't be denied right now and you're repping yeah, I have to rap. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of hard work that you got to put into it, but when it starts to pay off, you realize that you're doing it for a reason, and you have a lot of people watching you, so you can't let up. So now it's like, it's like I got drafted into into the NFL. Right. Well, let's not say the NFL because it's it's it's, it's a bad time. Let's <laughs> say NBA? I got drafted into the NBA. NBA. I like so their paychecks now, better anyway. Yeah. I, NBA yeah. gets paid more, so <laughs> we gonna go with NBA because right. we we bought that bag this year. 2018 is about gra- securing the bag. Definitely. So I gotta put up points every chance I get to make sure that my name is not forgotten. So for those of people listening today uh, to this episode, can you explain? Because you're fresh off Montreal just for laughs. If you're in comedy, chances are you know what that is. But if you don't, if you're not familiar, can you explain what that what the Just for Laughs festival in in Montreal is? It's the biggest comedy festival. It's like the Olympics of comedy, like mm. the NBA All Star Game of Woo. comedy. It's what you've been working for. Everybody wants to go to Montreal, but the fact that they do slim pickings. Uh, everybody doesn't make it. But unfortunately, I was blessed to go the first year I auditioned. So that was big. It's just like I felt like Drake when he said, you know it's real when you are who you think you are. (laughs) So so I was in Canada like, told y'all Paris Sachet is big. It's real. I'm me. So it it felt beautiful. It's the biggest festival in comedy. It's what a lot of people work for. I mean, it's a place where all of the vets in comedy, all the people you watched on TV – all of the big names are right now, and you're okay. in the same room as them, so you know yeah. you're a big deal. Yeah. So walk us through the like you know this is this is Paris Sachet, DC native, DC comic, moved to New York a few months, like maybe right. like six months ago. Not I, that long. I'm like I've, I haven't been in New York that long. I've made it here. Hardly home, but always repping. Hardly home, but always repping. <laughs> Hunter Drake to. shit. That's right. More Drake. I feel like the better I get, the more Drake Drake lyrics make sense. I'm like, he's talking to me and he's a Scorpio. Like, listen, we feel the same way. But getting there, I was like, oh, I'm really here. Like when I got there, it really hit me that I was there. And let me let me tell you, all I caught a Greyhound to Montreal from New York. Oh, my God. 
That's how serious the grind is. See, th- no, see, this is this is one thing I, I, I'm so happy that you're here talking about this because a lot of people, and we've talked about this for years, how people only see us on social media. They see right. the they see the W's, but they don't see the behind the scenes grind oh, of what's grind. going on. And I'm a female, so a, yeah. a black female in a male dominant game is a big thing. Like you have to be, your skin has to be tough enough to hear no because you're a female. No, for this reason, but you still have to be like, you know what? I'm better than this. Mm. Every opportunity is not for you. Right. So sometimes you don't get things and you be upset, but then you look back on it and be like, you know what? That wasn't my blessing. But when your blessing comes, it makes sense because you like this is for me. Because you're prepared for that moment. Right. I mean, you're not going to you're told, not going to drop the ball. Yeah. No. Getting told no makes you work harder to get that. Yes. So when you right. finally get that, yes, you like. This makes sense. Finally, I've been waiting for this. Fast forward, we're at the festival, Montreal, the festival. Greyhound. You know what I mean? I get off the bus. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I'm in Montreal. All-star uh, weekend. All-star you know weekend. I mean? They pick me Everybody. up in the van. They have my name. I get to the hotel. I'm like, oh, it's real. They give me my bag. It has the the, the keychain, Paris Sachet. They give me the whole bag. I go up to my room. I'm like, I'm in camp. Like, I've never been out the country up until now. Like, comedy took me out the country for the first time ever in my life. Amazing. At that point, I knew it was real. I'm like, comedy took me to places I couldn't take myself to. Wow. Uh, so I'm like, okay. I leave out the first day. We had interviews. They showed us the theater we was going to be performing in. Gave us a rundown of the festival. And it's like, okay, this is your only day of playtime. So then the next day, it's like, you ready for your big show? And Amazon Prime was doing a taping. So some of the sets are going to be on Amazon Prime. Okay. They haven't gave us a release date, but this is the first Just for Life's New Face Festivals where Amazon Prime was recording. That's dope. So that's another thing because it's like, oh, I got to represent and I'm on camera. So it was a lot, it was a lot of hard work because it's like you don't want to mess up, especially not on camera. So I get there. I do that. We have the meetings. The big show is the next day. I went as hard as wearing a shirt that said Paris all over it on stage. I saw the picture on Instagram. That shit looked hard. It was no other way to do it because yeah. I said the jo- they're going to remember the jokes. They're going to remember my face. But they're also going to remember my name. So I did my set. I was nervous. I wasn't nervous until they said the show was about to start. Mm. So I was on a 930 show. Up until 930, I wasn't nervous. What was it? Was it back? Where were you? Backstage? backstage. So I was listening to my music, but it was no quiet time. Mm. Like everybody was talking. Now, what's I think the, yeah, what's was the now you with the you with the uh, is the new face. This is a new faces show, right? Mm-hmm. So you with the other comics. Some of them, you know, some of them, you some don't know. Some of them I did know slightly. Slightly. Nobody I knew Nothing like. Qu- no, no familiar. No, like. No, homies. except Rosebud from right. New York. I know. Yeah. Rosebud's Rosebud. a killer. Yeah. She's great. She killed. Um. So, so, like, the vibe, what's the, just can you explain the vibe with the, the other comics? The vibe is, like, I mean, I, well, I'm vibing with the other comics, but mm-hmm. it, it became a thing, like, majority of the other comics on New Faces, they were inspired by me. Mm. And that's crazy, because I'm like, we all here together, but they like, Paris, you should have been here. Mm. And I'm like, no, it's perfect timing. So everybody's getting ready, getting in their zone, and they tell us the order. I'm going number four. That's a, Ooh, that's a good spot. I'm going number four, so I'm like, this is good. No need to drop the ball. So I'm listening in the future to get in the zone. So I'm talking to people, but I'm like, okay, I need my music. So the first guy opens up, kills, rips it. First first person rips it. So I'm like, ooh, they what was, hot. What was his name? Jordan, Jordan Fisher. Okay. Black guy. He lives in New York now from North Carolina originally. Dope. Kills it. Uh, the other two people went up, did not go up. I was nervous when they called me. So mm-hmm. the first joke, it was like it went faster than normal. 
And then once I got that applause break, I got into my zone. Mm. So from there, I'm just hitting this applause break. I thought, I'm killing. And I feel that I'm killing to the point I do my last oh joke. Oh, my God. And I start smiling. They clapping. It's all like they got the the the, the whole show was sold out. They said our yeah. show sold out. So the top is full. You know, it's industry people in there. You in Canada, you know, it's people that never seen you. I kill when I got off a of stage. The host said good job. And then Jeff Singer, one of the producers for the festival, he he gre- greets me when I get off stage like, you were so great, Paris. You did exactly what we wanted you to do. Then I come backstage, my manager's back there like, great job. I just got chills. That it was, was that, crazy. That's amazing. It was crazy. So I walked off like, oh, this is so good. So I watched everybody else set. It was a good show. Then I leave, and when I'm talking to people in the hallway, everybody's talking about how good the set was. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It was an experience. I think that's probably one of the best experiences I had in comedy thus far. So now you're backstage, Jeff Singer, uh, tells you good job and then you got there was like was that when the special guest came through was that or is that the other other show with the little rail show that was a little oh Rell that show. was yeah that was a that was on saturday so okay, i was actually so. supposed to leave all of the new faces left saturday morning if okay. you didn't get booked for another show got it so i got booked for uh rail show so i did rail show how did saturday that how night. did that happen so little rail is one of the biggest comedians oh, right? yeah, he one was of the just, biggest. He's killing it right now super nice guy like he's one of the most <laughs> humble honest Lil Rel was an actor on uh, Get Out. Get Out. Killing it. Um, so me and Lil Rel, he followed me, I think, two years ago on Instagram. Okay. Sent me a message. Like, I seen something of you on YouTube. You really funny. Do you have anything else online? I'm like, I don't. He like, well, let me know if you put something up or if you ever come to L.A. I came to L.A. like three months later. Our timing didn't meet up, but we was like, okay, we'll see each other soon. So I'm in Montreal. I see him Friday night that's at the party. What, that's, isn't that crazy though? It's how, so crazy. How he reached, how he just followed you. The one of the biggest comics and working in, in in the in the country follows you on Instagram two years ago. Two years before ago. before everything. I think I don't know how he found me, but I know that he in LA knows some people that I know in LA. So they might have vouched for me. Mm. So he probably went and looked. I don't know. But I see him at the party Friday. He like, oh, I didn't know you was gonna be here. What you here for? I'm like, new faces. He did new faces. That was his breakout, but he went unwrapped. Damn. So he like, what you doing Saturday? Come to my show. I'm like, oh, I'm leaving Saturday morning. He like, well, if you decide to stay. And it didn't even dawn on me that I just told him I wasn't coming to the show at first. <laughs> so I got on Instagram like, I'll be there. Let me know what time. He sends me the address. Send me the time. I get to the show. I don't go backstage. So I don't know how many people are in the crowd. I don't know who's there. So I think I went like number four. Went up on, you, on every, Rail's joint. On Rail's show. So you're four again. Four again. Four again is a four yo, is a lucky number. Yo, it's a great number. It's a great it's number. A, in it's comedy, a great spot. that's a great spot. Great the four spot. spot's a great spot. Sweet spot. So like five minutes. We'll light you at four. Mm, perfect. Do, I do five minutes. Kill. Applause break. Leave off the stage. Clapping. Come backstage. Wanda Sykes walks backstage. Oh my five minutes god. Later. Crazy. Like Wanda Sykes just walks was, in. Uh, it, Pootie Tang was one of my favorite movies growing up. <laughs> Biggie Shorty was one of my favorite people. She comes backstage. She like, oh, they said you're from D.C.? You was funny. You are really good. How long you been doing comedy? Keep representing for your hometown. We take a picture. She's like, you really good. I'm like, Wanda Sykes just watched my set and told me that I was really good. That was another star moment. Like, you know, you, you know it's you real it, yo. when you are who you think you, you are. are. So it was it was crazy. Like I left there like 
I'm waiting for Drake to pop out. Be like, yo, Drake just like, he gave me his Letterman jacket. He be like, yo, you Montreal. I know you in Montreal, but you in Toronto. Really? You always stamped in Canada now. Listen, it was crazy. Like, even being in Canada, I got fans in Canada now. Yeah. I have people who write blogs in Canada that wrote blogs. Like, I was meeting so many different people. You know, it's just the beginning. This is it. This is going to be, Listen, this is what This is what you needed to just get you where you needed to be. This, this was is, the kicker. Yeah. You need it, the flame. The flames have been fanned. It's crazy. It's I mean, look, I've, I've known you for since I started, like six years now. And I even, you know, it's crazy after all these stories. I, just seeing you in that room tonight, that little hole in the wall joint doing 20 whatever. That was some of the that was the, the one of the best sets I've ever seen you do. I'm not even Thank sizing you. it. But it Thank was like you. I got to I was like not even I was not even la- I was watching and I was like, holy shit. I did. I've known you, and I've known you're you're you've been a killer for a minute. I've been the I was I feel like I've been one of the first like yo y'all need to hey man y'all sleeping on I was like jackpot jackpot made it to the point where if you wasn't a killer (laughs) you would bomb and everybody would know it right 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 you don't even remember I had a bad set one day (laughs) and Martin went up behind me and was like everybody's not always gonna have a good night and I was like oh (laughs) that hurt you should never be able to say that about me oh my god it was and I had to look at the crowd members and they just clapped too like and I was like oh I would never do that again yeah well you gotta understand jackpot you know and people on this podcast under I've brought jackpot up a lot it was not a room uh, it wasn't for comedy yeah it was was, a hole in the wall turned into a good room but you still had to be funny because it was people from all over yeah it was a gym. It was our gym, and it turned out fucking killers. Yeah, you know it turned mean? out. It made Paris, you. It made you Kaysan, better. Ashley, Mayo, you know, Jamal. Yeah, it was great. And so fast forward to tonight. I'm watching you do like casually do 20, but it was so you were in the zone so hard that I was like, yo, you just left. I'm like, it's your time. You know what Thank I mean? You. This is it. And I was like, I was in awe, and I was like, man, that was amazing. So. I, Fast forward the Montreal, the Wanda Sykes story. I mean, all this stuff, you know, it's amazing. It's time. But I'm like, it's your time. Yeah, it's a, thank it's, you. it's 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 what you needed to get to the ne- whatever the next thing is going to be. I think I worked hard enough for it. So yeah. like, to leave there, you're I'm ready. Like, I I think I'm ready. I am. So like I leave there and I go to different panels they have. Mm-hmm. It's industry people coming up to me like, "What is your name? I have to know your name." I took six pair of glasses to Montreal for four days. Amazing. I had to. I needed them to know I am somebody. You'll have to see. It was real when a lady came up to me. She was like, what is your name? I have to know. I was like, Paris Sasha. She was like, you're the one everyone's been talking about. Amazing. It's so, it's just like so many people I talk to, they're like, oh, you're the Paris Sasha. So it's like my name was already in conversations for different things. So, I mean, it was a beautiful thing. It was a, I think that's definitely the break of big time. But I feel like DC got me prepared for everything that's yet to come. It's your hometown. Yeah, this is, and your, it's, ci- I mean, this is it's, your city. No matter we what, get a, we get a, we have a lot of big people who came from DC because it builds you to be a killer. We we definitely have that roster, but I think this is the be- the beginning of something great. I think you're going to start a wave, a new wave for our generation yeah. because it's not. You're the we new have gener- a lot of people that came from here, but right. if you think about most recent years, it's not that many people that right. was like a breakout star from DC. Right, right, right. I, from what I understand, from what I heard on my own channels, you made some noise up there. And, oh yeah, and DC. You literally put DC on the map with that, with the way you perform. Well, that's. I mean, that's the goal. I want them so, to see a lot of talent. It's a lot of great talent in DC, and it's not a lot of people that have the drive mm, to match their talent. Right. So everywhere I go, my thing is like, I came from DC, so y'all need to go to DC and pull more 
of people who are working just as hard as me. Well, that's what you're doing, man, because there's some projects coming up that, you know, d- due to contracts, we can't really talk about We can't talk, talk about, about them, it. but listen. But listen. It's big. It's okay? big. It's big. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to be good. You know, I'll have a celebration show eventually because I haven't celebrated anything yet. Right. Big for the people to see, but I'll. Well, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be a lot to celebrate. It's, it's going to be a and, lot. And it's going to keep coming. It's going to, listen, you have to, once you got your foot on their neck and you in the door, you have to keep hitting them hard mm. to open the door more. Did someone tell you that? Because that sounds like a great line. No, that's, I, that's just something that, that I you just feel like, inside? I feel that. Like, because that's a very wise, uh, I think that's a very wise perspective because you know how many people want to be in this spot that you're in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a spot that is a coveted spot and it's competitive. Right. Cause you know, you, 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 especially going to New York, because you know DC is, 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 a, is a competitive town, but then when you go to New York, it's a whole nother level. Yeah, you have to stand out. It's a right. thousand people. A thousand. And you're people. not from here. So it's like, tell us why we should give you time instead of our own locals. Mm. So I had to go to New York, hitting them out the park. Like, listen, I'm here. You guys don't know me, but you will. Right. And I had a lot of good people repping for me when I went to New York as well. Yeah. So I think, yeah, I'm in a great spot. I couldn't Not, ask for a better spot to be in right now. That's amazing, man. Tell people um a little bit about because a lot of people listening. This is their first time getting to know you. I mean, maybe, oh. maybe they seen you on the Overachiever show, but like, talk about like where'd you where'd you grow up? Did you grow up in the D.C. or did so you? Grow- I grew up in D.C. I later moved to Montgomery County. I later Silver moved Spring, Silver Spring, Argyle. definitely Argyle. Argyle. Shout out to Argyle. Shout out to Argyle, even though they kicked me out. Uh, <laughs> That was my that's my that's my <laughs> middle school too. Me and me and DJ Bo we both went to Argyle. Oh yeah, yeah, no, Argyle was definitely lit. They didn't kick me out until the end of the year, but Argyle I made a I, lot of good I met a lot of good friends. I'm still cool Tony with Wood, them. Tony Woods was like his kids went to Argyle. Oh so, really? Yeah. So oh, that's big. The Belpre, yeah. The Belpre Road connection. I mean, it's a good school. It's, it's a, a good, good school. school. I went to Argyle. I later went to Briggs Cheney Middle School. Then I came back and went to Einstein. And then they kicked me out of Einstein, and then I went to an alternative school. Okay, so you were in, like, the Silver Spring. Wheaton. Like the Silver Spring, Briggs, Cheney, Wheaton area, yeah. like the whole package. Okay, and then and then you got into comedy what year? Then I got into comedy in 2011. Okay, and now and you started in D.C. DC proper. It was DC always proper. D.C. It was always D.C. D.C. Yeah, DC's my first been room the was Red Lounge on U Street. Okay. So and after that, I just kept hitting rooms hard, and D.C. changed. It's a better scene now. When if when I first started, I feel like it was more. Uh, I don't even know. I feel like it was more like more black rooms, white rooms. Like nobody was together. Mm-hmm. It was it was their own thing. So you had to go. Well, I felt like when I started, I had to go to the black room and perform like this. Go to the white room and perform like this. It wasn't until I kept doing it where I'm like, I can do the same jokes in both rooms. I just need to explain it differently so they can understand me better. How long did it take you to realize that? Was there like a moment where like, you know what, if I keep doing it like this, I'm never going to get to be myself because it's tiring changing it, it up. Maybe a year where I realized like I talked to a lot of different vets when I started. So it was maybe a year when I realized like the joke works in both rooms. But in, in say in the white room, they don't understand the word bundle. Okay. So you say, <laughs> no, they might not understand it. That's a black term. Yeah. So then in the white rooms, I say extensions because it's the mm-hmm. same thing. So when I got to that point of using my words better, then I feel like I became a better comic because now I understood I can make all people laugh. I just need to change my words around but still be able to do the same joke. So you're coming up, you're doing comedy, you're learning that you got you can say bundle. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? What was it? What was it? Because I, I know the story, but I want the audience to know what were some moments, some highlights that got you to where you're at. Because I know you had a chance to open up for Dick Gregory. I opened up for Dick Gregory. I did a couple shows with him. I toured with him a little bit. How did, did. that ha- How did that even happen? Because Dick Gregory is a legend. And like, Dick Gregory st- is and you're, a legend. And you're Rest coming, in peace, Dick Gregory. This is before mm-hmm. Just for Last. This is all before oh, everything. Yeah. So, so I'm saying. So his manager. Yeah. So his manager, Zoe. I did some shows with her before she started managing him. Mm-hmm. Then she started managing him, and she reached out to me. So it was to the point where she like, oh, yeah, you're going to do five to seven minutes. And then I got to the show. She like, can you feature? Oh, my God. So I, I go in ready to do five, and she like, you're going to do 20 to 25. How many how many years in were you? What, what year? This is like two and a half? Two almost and a three? Half. So two and a half years, you're getting asked to feature. It's for like crazy a, for a legend. This is this is some like wild because he sold out every show and his crowds was always diverse. So you had to be funny to everybody. So it's like so you can say bundle. You can say yeah. You can weed. say bundle. You can say extension. You can say weed. You can say marijuana. You can say whatever you want. But it got to the point where I'm like, the first time I told her no, I did say no. I'm like, I'm scared. I'm not gonna go out here and burst myself. She like Paris, come on, you could do it. So I'm like, you know what. I can. So it got to the point where. So you actually doubted. You, you, there was a point yeah, where. Yeah, I doubted like, myself. Yeah. Comedy, I think comedy makes you doubt yourself sometimes mm. because. It, it's humbles, a, it humbles you. It's a hard, it's a, especially when you're a female, it's hard because you come out and being cute and a female, people expect you to talk about sex or expect you to mm. talk about this. So when I'm actually up there telling real jokes about my life, real story, making sense, it's kind of shocking to people. It's like, wait a minute. And they're, I feel like they still waiting for the sex jokes. But I feel like that's what what that's what makes people like you more. Yeah, because I'm different. Because you're real. People relate to you. We've been on shows together uh, where like you steal the show. Like I remember, remember. I mean, I, I don't even want to say the com- It's not even about the comedy. But, <laughs> but we're, we're on it. We're on it. We're opening for like a do on um, that's big on Instagram. And, you, yeah, and we yeah. both got to do some oh, time. Oh yeah, definitely. And, and like I remember you going up and just rocking. The whole room was shaking, and you leave with like. 50 to 100 new fans. Yeah, that my thing is, so before I perform with him, I perform with a lot of Instagram people. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot of comics that's upset about the Instagram takeoff. I'm not. My thing is, I like to perform with them because you are in charge of showing the people what real comedy is, mm. what grinding comedy is, not Instagram comedy. And they have a sold out show. So I feel like it's a win for you because you get to perform at a sold out show and show people what real comedy is and set the tone. Because if they're not as funny as you, then they're going to really see that they're not a comedian. They're Instagram funny. Right. And who are we to judge people who can sell tickets? Right. Hey, listen, man, keep selling tickets. Keep dog. selling tickets and keep getting stand up comedians who grind to open up for you so they'll make you work harder. So you right. have to be funny. Right. It's going to put you in a position where you got to work harder and, 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 and bit better at the craft because stand-up yeah, is different than like so Instagram. Yeah, you have to really like we work hard for this every night we don't make a video right it's like it, it you have to bomb sometimes mm-hmm. i think a lot of new comics are afraid of bombing i've bombed a lot talk I'll about it people. talk about I've it i've bombed every time i bombed it got to the point where somebody said if you don't bomb you can't get better because you don't know what you're doing wrong and mm. at that point i'm like you know what so when I bomb, I'm like, this is good that I bomb because that means I got too comfortable. Every time I got to the level where I'm like, I don't need this or I'm so good that I'm doing this, I bomb. And that's good because I'm like, look at you, God's telling you to be humble. Get back to the drawing board. <laughs> the comedy God is telling you to yeah, be Yeah, the comedy God is like, listen, you're good, but you still need to work hard yeah. because you still have a job to do. So, well, Do you have a bombing experience that you want to share? Oh, the it? worst bomb I ever had was Ooh. in Atlanta. Atlanta. Tell us about it. 
The crazy thing about, about the worst bomb is it was a black room, but it wasn't even a comedy room. So you, was, you 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 took the the bus. I know. I I caught a plane this time. Okay. I took a plane to because <laughs> I just want to know how the bus no. ride back was like. You know. No, I took a plane. Okay, it so was, and my mom was at the show. Oh my god! I took a plane to Atlanta. We went for a week. I went to go down there do some shows, network with people. Mm-hmm. I go to this room. I'm shooting the whole day. We shooting a series before the show. So everybody like, yeah, Paris, you're going to do the room. It's a good room. The room doesn't start until 1030. That's already a red flag. I'm like, why does this room yeah. start at 1030? But it's Atlanta. It's the weekend. Cool. I go Pierre from uh, How to Be a Player. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. there. One of my favorite movies. He's headlining the show. I go there. They eating crabs. They playing spades. No one's paying attention to comedy. All this is happening while it's a comedy show. They like, Paris, you're going to go second. Now, in D.C., to me, I think I'm killing. Everybody is telling me I'm killing. Yeah. I go down there. The first 55 seconds, it felt like somebody grabbed my ankle and I was drowning. Oh, my God. Oh, my heart broke. I you was could like, hear crab legs being I snapped. I can hear crab legs and people, and they, they real down there. They real black, so they yeah. looking up like, why is she going? I was like, I am a stand-up comedian. Why, <laughs> why would you sure. say that? And I didn't like my crowd work. I thought it was good, but it wasn't even that good because I said something back and I lost. I left that show and I was—I told my mother I was like, "I'm gonna slip my wrist so I never pick up a mic again." Oh my god! And she she was like, "Stop being dramatic. It's okay." <laughs> she was like, "It has to happen. God wanted you to bomb." I'm like, "God didn't want me to do this. Okay, this is the wrong time. I'm ready like, to cut my wrist off." Yeah. <laughs> Your mom's so cute. She's, she's like, so cute. She's so spiritual at yeah. all times. She's like, God wanted this. I'm like, that's not God how God works. That's, that's not what he wanted me to do. So oh, I go man. outside, and we're at the hotel. I go outside. I walk, like, up and down the street for, like, 15 minutes. And I'm like, you know what? This was good. I went back in the hotel room, and I literally wrote for 30 minutes. Mm. Came back home, and I was killing again. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to North Carolina next week. And I started planning shows out of town because I'm like, yeah. I got to get better out of town. Right. And from there, it made me better. So when I went back to Atlanta, I had a point to prove, and I killed it. That's amazing. What What is it about going out of town that helps you get better? Because some people might not know. The fact that you can take your jokes to other places, other states, other countries, it shows you that your material is really good. Because you can perform in your hometown, right. and they love you. But when you take it out of town, people don't know you. Mm-hmm. And now you are saying, oh, this material is so good. I'm going to take this material to Minnesota. Mm-hmm. If your material is good in D.C. and Minnesota, that means that your material is universal. And that's mm. really what it has to become because when you get your specials and the TV, right. you want people all over the life. And when I think of you, I think of you as a universal comic. You do, it could do any room. Any room. Yeah, any now room. I'm at the point where I do any rooms. Any room. So I feel like you as comics, you have to get to that point because right. you want to take your material everywhere. You're like the Drake of comedy. Listen, I have to be. White people love you. Black Listen, people love you. Asians. I did an all Spanish <laughs> show one day at one thirty in the morning, a birthday party. Damn. They didn't even speak English and they laughed. At that point, I was like, I'm too good for this, man. I am too good. This is my dream. They're like, stop hitting the pinata. Paris is telling <laughs> jokes. <laughs> one guy, he said something in Spanish. All I heard was, I don't speak English, but it was funny. And I was like, that's all that matters. Yeah, that's amazing. So it's a good time. I'm blessed, man. I, I'm, I'm thankful to have people like you, Lafayette, Quezon, Rallo, as my peers to make me work more. You know, it's uh, I'm so glad you said that because it's what it's how I feel when I when I when I'm in the room like, you you know, you was coming back in town and you was doing some guest spots the other like I think it was like last week. And 
you keep me on my toe. Like whenever you have to, when I have to follow you, I'm like, man, all right, I'll be, you got me pacing in the back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I got, I gotta go and bring some meat now. But I, you know, I you need, need that. that. I need that. I know that. Because I know. Because you, I know, yeah. you're, you're, you're outgrowing the scene. Right. Meaning, if you work this hard and you've become better than a lot of your peers, mm-hmm. so when you actually have peers to make you work harder, like I know I'm good, but goddamn, look at them. It makes you work harder, and that's you always need to stay on your toes. Yeah, that's how I feel every day when I have to follow Lafayette. Thank oh, God yeah. for Lafayette. Laf- man. Thank God for Lafayette. He makes you work as if you've never worked before. Mm-hmm. Kason as well. Kason oh, will destroy, and it like you're. Fo- I had to follow Kason two weeks ago. He's an overachievers favorite. You saw him at the overachievers in June. Yeah. He- I, listen, when I had to follow K-Song, I was like, dude, I mean, do y'all have to do this? Yeah. Like, I just came back from Canada, but yeah. that doesn't mean but I'm damn. ready to follow K-Song. Right. And I, the crazy thing is, when I started, K-Song was one of the first people. K-Song and Rollo and Russ was one of the first people that was in the room. Mm-hmm. So anytime K-Song last had a joke of mine, I know it's a good joke because mm-hmm. when I started, he like, you're a great storyteller. Keep He was vouching as I was one of the funniest females that came out of D.C. in a lot of years. He got a lot of hate behind me, but I appreciate that. But when I had to follow him, he sat on the side of the show, him and his wife, and watched me. Where, where was this? Here. This was at the Big oh, Baron, at the Comedy Loft. Um, Dominic two show? weeks ago, Dominic show. Man, that's so, that's crazy. And I was like, oh, why am I going behind? And I was like, you want to go before me? He was like, no. But he sat there, watched my whole set. And the moment I broke him and he was dying laughing when I got off stage, he was like, that joke. It's incredible. You did it tonight or you wrote it. I said, that just came to me just now. He said, I could tell that was gold. And to me, that's bigger than anything anybody in the crowd could have said because mm. it's somebody that I started with and somebody that's a killer watching my set. Someone you respect. Yeah. It's so a, that's, that's big. That shit carries weight when I mean, someone tells you something like that. Definitely. I did. So, you know, I do shades with Mike, Michael Shea. Well, if the people doesn't know, I open up for Michael Shea. Can you, tell, can, you, can, can, can you talk? Can you tell the story about that? How that how that happened that was crazy I feel like that led to a lot of things that did that opened up a door for a lot of things the crazy thing is I looked at the event the day before and I said Michael Shea oh this is gonna be big I later went back to the event and said soda I went to Starbucks with my mom Hmm. you called me Mm -hmm. and said Paris are you free tomorrow the host for Michael Shea I'm like why would I not be right 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 no matter of fact you called me the day of you said can you get here in two hours I was like Two hours like yeah, today, he was I remember like, that. yeah, he asked for a female. They sent them videos. He picked you. I was like, this not real. Yeah. No, nah, you know, you, did I tell you this? I told you the story already, yeah. right? Because we had Nemish on the Underground Comedy Fest because I, I was I became friends with Nemish because I opened for Mazda Brownie. I was a host. Nemish was a feature. And we became oh, friends. Oh, the one at Caroline's. At Caroline's two, oh. year, two, two years ago. So we be, and then then we got Nemish to come to the Underground Comedy Fest. Uh, the one that the one with Che. Mm-hmm. Nima she's like yo Che wants to do a show can you come I'm like yeah Che can come do a show so <laughs> we announced Che's doing the show sold out in five minutes Nima uh, the day of the show Nima like yo Che wants an opener but he wants a female opener who are the best female openers mm-hmm. in DC and I sent him three names one was yours mm-hmm. and I sent him two other names and then I, and they were like um, and I sent the I, I sent him the video of the white room Mm-hmm. Your show. Yeah, and I, I sent him that, and I go, you know, Paris, she's the ki- she's my. Fa- I, I I'll, I'll keep it one hundred. I said, yo, Paris is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Like, All right, let's go with. Pa-. I was like, I kept it because they were because I I told every the, the two other comics. It's like they have you know everyone has strengths, and I was like, yo, but Paris is all around universal. Mm-hmm. They're gonna love her. So I appreciate you I for mean, that. Yeah, that, that was that opened a lot of doors. Like I did that show that night, first time meeting him, first time meeting the Mish, and. 
after the show. You hosted, right? I hosted. Hosted. Hosted, but he brought both of us back on at the end of the state. At the end of the show, everybody got their own mic. Oh my! So yeah, so yeah, so Paris is hosting. Nemish goes up. Che goes up, and then Che brings up Nemish and Paris on stage. Right? For twenty minutes at the end, crowd work, just, just riffing, freestyle, talking about everything. Free, comedy, and we freestyle. start passing out shots to the audience. At that moment, I was like, "I'm a rock star. Like this is a rock star lifestyle." Yeah. So every point from there, like Michael Shea is one of my biggest inspirations. Like he, I can text him right now and we can have a whole conversation. That's amazing. But it's crazy. I did Boston with him two months ago and it's to the point now. I get off a stage. He's sitting on the side of the stage watching my set. That's amazing. It's crazy when people that's this big on SNL, hair writer of SNL, watching my set. I get off stage. He like, I like that new closer. That's good. He knows my joke so much when I do a new one. He knows what it is, and then he critique it. It's like, it's it's insane. I think he's a comedy fan, and I think he sees something in you. Otherwise, so let's go back to the soul. He, he, you guys do the freestyle Okay, drink. so we do that. That was, that was at Beer Baron. This is a comedy live. This is three years ago? Two years, mm-hmm. ago? Two years. Two years ago. And then. He comes back to the Howard Theater. He comes back. He, I guess he, you, made uh, an, you made an impression on him. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we were supposed to. We hung out. Okay. It was a, um. Underground comedy uh, party. The party at the yeah so we ended we went, up yeah we at the triangle the parties, house. We yeah. exchanged numbers. He came back to Howard Theater, Theater like two months later. Okay. Manager reached out to me. I opened up for him there. We hung out that night. After that, we went to the club. How much time did you do at the Howard Theater? I did ten. Okay. But he brought us back on stage at the end. Everybody get their own mic. We passing out more shots. We doing crowd work. Amazing. Insane. Howard Theater sold out. We go to the club. He has an after party at the club. It's crazy. We're at the at the party. I bring my sister, my girlfriend. We're sitting in the VIP booth. He's talking to me about why I haven't moved to New York yet. Yeah. So he's like, you're so good. Why haven't you moved to New York? They need you, blah, 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 blah. It's crazy. He pays me $500 for 10 minutes. Amazing. I had to tell him that he's the reason I was even able to pay the first month rent in New York when I rented out of room because he paid me $500 for 10 minute sets. That's unheard of. That's unheard That's of. That's not real. That's not real. That's so I'm gang- like, That's some gangster comedy shit. He tells me I need to come to New York. They need to see me. So I'm like, okay, I'm coming up there. I, we go to brunch after that. We go to brunch. We're at the diner from 3 o'clock in the morning to 6 o'clock in the morning. Mm. It's like eight of us. We t- And shout out to Cypher Sounds. He's there too. Yeah. Everybody's at brunch. We're talking for the longest. It's like, okay, come to New York. I come to New York, send him a message. I'm coming up there for the month. He reaches out to all these people telling these people to put me on the show. They all put me on the show because it's a word from Shay. Even to this day, I had to recently tell him he's the reason I was able to pay the first moment. He was like, Paris, stop that. I don't want to get emotional. I'm like, no, you are really <laughs> an inspiration for black comedians. Like, when he became the head writer of SNL, the first black, that's big. Yeah. That's unheard of. So to see that, and this is the person I'm performing with that reaches out to me when I'm in New York, we're hanging out sometimes, we go to show. It's, it's just he fucks crazy. With you. He, fucks, he with you. fucks with me on a level outside of comedy right. and on comedy. He and saw something in you. That's amazing. That's some real, yeah. I mean, that's that to me, that story, like you were ready for that moment. It mm-hmm. goes back to that beer baron. They got the tape. They saw your tape. They, they seen painted, it. it. But it was like, and then yo, they go that bigger. Was, yo, it they was bigger. That was your moment. Like you, you dunked on your moment, and then you dunked on the second and moment. And they seen it. Then you dunked on the third. And, and Namish too. I have to say, Namish is a great guy. Like yeah. every time he comes to DC, yeah. he reaches out to whoever's hosting the show and say, "I want Paris to feature." Mm-hmm. And he gives a lot of great advice. We talk. When I came up there, he was another person I reached out to, and he reached out to people for me. So I feel like I'm in a good position, and I have good people vouching for me. Yeah. So. 
That's good. I'm I'm blessed. The comedy guys are smiling. The comedy. On you. Listen, I opened up for Shay at the Comedy Cellar a month and a half ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, "He's he's too great of a guy." Because first of all, everybody' dream is to perform in the cellar, mm-hmm. a sold out show on a Tuesday, mm-hmm. and I'm doing ten minutes for Shay, first time in the cellar, and I make noise when I go on stage. The people from the cellar don't even know me. Yeah. So it's like, oh, who is this person? So now that opened up more doors for when I'm in New York now. So I'm breaking doors in New York now. So it's a good feeling. That's amazing, man. Yeah, I mean, to see it all happen in the past year and a half, it's been it's been like, it's been dope just watching. I Thank get excited. You. I'm like, damn, Drake, here goes the Drake Listen, of comedy. I like that, Drake of comedy. I'm, I'm going to have to take that one. I would just say hard work and dedication. Yeah. Prayer, hard work, and dedication is all important. Like, it's to the point where people going to doubt you. People going to tell you what they can't, what you can't do. People going to say you're not good. But I feel like you have to just keep doing you, and eventually you'll come in style. Your type will come in style. It might not be in style when you first start, but if you keep doing it and nobody can't take anything away from you being you, the you are going to come in style, and eventually the industry and people going to reach out to you because they see that's who you really are. You are the ultimate overachiever Paris. this is you know i know i know i know this is the overachievers podcast but this might be the most overachiever episode like we've had this might you are the, the goal you're the ultimate overachiever listen that's the goal being an overachiever is a big thing we talked about this when you first was gonna start it mm-hmm. and we talked about we were, being an overachiever we talked about what an overachiever was and we talked about our progress mm-hmm. so to be at this point now and this is like double up from where we were when you had your studio on your street. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I mean, Overachievers, honestly, is one of the best, if not the best, show in D.C. Oh, thank you, Paris. I mean, it's, the Overachievers show is it's diverse, it's honest, and it's always a sold-out show. You don't get that all the time. Yeah. You've been on some You've been on some good ones, man. Listen. Memorable memorable de- Black Cat. Yo, you oh, went, the yo, Black Cat. You, I, I you went off. Set. You I, went off. You know why I went off? I'll tell the people. (laughs) (laughs) When I got the call and you told me that they wanted people that were bigger than me. Mm -hmm. First of all, I'm from this city. Yeah. Second of all, I am DC comedy. Yeah. To say you want something, that's that's ridiculous. Yeah. So we're going to bring out all these out of towners, Mm -hmm. but not going to get the face of DC. So Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I have a point to prove. Yeah. I went, I picked up a fur to wear to that show yep. in purpose. I said, I have yeah. a point to prove. So when you called me to the stage, I'm like, well, for all the people that think I shouldn't be here after right. this set, you're going to change your mind. So that was the goal of that yeah. show. So I had no other point except yeah. to kill that to the point of no return. You know, there's always going to be people in our careers that are just late to the party. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like, mm-hmm. like, like, I, you know, I feel like. I'm in the I'm in the streets. I'm in the comedy streets. So I I can't help but know what's going on. Like mm-hmm. like I would imagine Che is in the comedy streets and he saw something in you that most people wouldn't because they're not in the comedy streets. Right. right? You know what I mean? Like you got to be in it to really really know, get your hands dirty. Right. That's been through true. been through a couple of things. Seen some seen some shows. Seen yeah, some I mean comedy. you had to know where I came from and yeah. who I am and to what, get and, to the and, point and, and, I am now. So you know, for people that vouch for me, I feel like I still have a point to prove for them. Just You're, to yeah. say that night you were on a lineup with Jack Knight, you know, who has a Netflix special right out. Uh, Dulce Sloan, who's on the Daily Show. Mm-hmm. Casey James Salengo, who has a half hour Comedy Central. And Nori Davis. And Nori Davis, who had, that was a big lineup. And you stole the show. 
Listen, you, know I mean? you I stole the show. To, when I seen, first of all, the flyer was amazing. Thank you. Thank the you. The fact you know, that that was the biggest show of the festival, mm-hmm. and it was still over. And Bo was on stage. Yeah. I mean, you, you have no like when you introduced me. Yeah. They were shouting, "Don't get mad! Don't get! Don't get mad! Get petty! Teeth and titties campaign." It was At amazing. that point, I knew that it was people in the crowd who was there for you me. You brought the show. The energy was because cr- you don't even know. For me, I couldn't even. I was under so much stress because I, I can was imagine. It was too much, and I, I I don't regret doing that show, but I'll definitely think twice about trying to, you know, because it was a festival show, it was overachiever, it was like the main show, and mm-hmm. you know, just like how you had people not, you know, not in your corner, I had people not in my corner that right. didn't want me to have that slot to win. They didn't, they don't want you to win. Because it's 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 a it's that small dick energy. I've been talking yeah. about it on stage a lot. <laughs> you said that last <laughs> week. I was like, that's so funny. Because it's like you know we deal with that in this business. Um, just people insecure, not happy with their lives. Right. And, and I think the biggest problem is everybody wants you to win until you start winning, winning more for than real. Them. No, when you start, your wins start when to hold weight. When you pass them and they <laughs> see you're winning, then it's like, oh, I don't want him to win anymore. Right, but right. when y'all both start at the start line, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, I want everybody to win. But once you're in the middle yeah. and they still at the start line because they're looking at you and not advancing, then it's like, oh, no, I don't want him to win anymore. So now you really have a point to prove. Right. So you so, did you sell out the black hat? Right. That's what you I'm saying. You sold out yeah. the black hat. Yeah. Overachiever show. Yeah. In my mind, I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Not win now? Because I'm going to hurt your feelings? Like, dog, I'm, I'm you're I supposed can't. to keep putting. You're supposed <laughs> to be putting up more points in the game over. You yeah. <laughs> I'm only going to keep dunking. That's it. Get it, used it's, to it. It, doesn't, it doesn't stop here. Yeah. This is the beginning. So I feel like everybody that I knew that came to the show, they left the show and said how much of a great show it was from start to finish, even from you hosting. Bow playing, yeah. all of the artists. I think it just was a great show all around the board. That shit was, uh, that's the energy we try to stay on, man. Just that. You have to. This energy, I mean, that type of energy is required because the the behind the scenes stuff that y'all don't see. Right. It's crazy. There's some wild shit going uh, on behind the scenes, man. Comedy is harder than a restaurant job. I, I, like, I can't even get into the, 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 the crazy drama. I don't think people would believe. If we told them everything that happens behind it's, and the fact that we still go on and we smile, smile, <laughs> talk to people for 50 minutes. Then you you just be like, you know, look, I just came to do the show. I'm ready to leave. But you talk to people because it's our job. We're healers. Yeah. Our job is to make people laugh even when our life ain't funny. Yeah. Even though we're dealing with this small dick energy. Yeah. Small dick energy all the time. You just got it right in front of your face and you're just like, oh, this is a lot. But it's still your job to go out there, do your talent, be funny. And make people feel good. That's all we trying to do, Paris. That's it. That's it, man. Listen, it's therapy. That's therapy. Everybody's man. not therapeutic. That's the problem. That's right. So yeah. you know, I mean, we're in a good space. We have no worries. It's a good time for DC. Martin is doing more than more than great. Thank you, Paris. I, I mean, I think we both humble, but you're doing way more than great. You're bringing people here for your show. Your show's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. You got a podcast now. Yeah. Y'all got to at the. Po- I mean, y'all got the whole. I got the whole package. You know, we try to, you know, we uh, we feed off the energy of our family and friends. And you are one of the people that we look to for the vibes. And, you know, you've kept the vibes going strong for D.C. And it's a, it's a very we got a nice little family. That's forever. Hey, man, I mean, we got a nice our circle, man. This is a we're in a great generation. Like, I feel like this is a good young generation. And we open in doors and we set in vibes for the people to come. 
Like we're we're I feel like we're proving to people that you can do what people say you can't do. Mm. If you just keep being you and just mm-hmm. stay dedicated to the grind. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's all we did. And be yourself. Be just yourself. Be, just never be change. Genuine. Have yeah. your own point of view and have your own voice. Don't, don't let nobody change you. You don't got a clout chase. No, nah, clout chasing is bad because <laughs> once you, you get it. It may not be as good as you want, but if it's right. authentic, the work right. you put in, nobody can take that from nobody you. Nobody can take and that. Don't away. ride dicks, please. No yep. dick riding, please. Yeah. We yep. don't we, we need no more of that. No we more need of that. more real people. Just genuine. That's that's that. Create I mean, your own lane, create your own brand. Listen, and don't worry about what other people are doing. Just you know, and just Do you stay focused on the prize because the moment you take your eyes off then your prize slips away from you. And we don't want that. We want everybody to do good, be great, and stay dedicated. That's right. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the uh, overachiever is. Thank you, Paris. In other words, thank you this, for having This was me, an man. amazing episode, man. I'm so glad you got a chance to do this. This was fun. I can't wait till the people hear about me, you know, hear about the DC comedy scene, hear yeah. how I'm putting on. Uh, this was a good story. This was a good for people listening wherever you are in this country. We got some fans in London and oh, Australia, yeah? so we That's yeah, big. yeah yeah we're we're moving we're moving moving we're going international. Shout out to all of the fans who tune in and listen. I mean, this is a great podcast. You should. And uh, they're gonna get to hear this episode, and they're gonna get to know more about you. And I'm glad we got to share those 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 memories. You know Definitely, I, mean? I want people to know I'm a real person. First. That's right. So you, I go through real things. You're a real one. I'm a real one. I want people to know I go through real things, but I know that my gift is my gift, and nobody can't take it away from me. So no matter what I go through, I still have a job, and I do that. I'm glad you said that. Is there anything else you want people? Because like sometimes people like they look at you and they think, man, it must be nice, you know? I mean, listen, here's my thing. As a artist, when you see artists on TV mm-hmm. or whatever you see them on. You don't automatically see the backstory. Right. You see that later when they drop something about their life and lead you up to that. The goal is you have to have people to buy into you. Right. So it's like, how do I say this? It's like that's good. That's Beyonce not- wasn't Beyonce when she first started, mm-hmm. but you would never see Beyonce not in makeup on TV. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because Beyonce wanted you to buy into the brand because once you buy into the brand, you're now a fan. Once you become a fan, now you can see the backstory. Right. Kim Kardashian wasn't always Kim Kardashian. She paid people to follow her around in the beginning and pick up her life. Now Mm -hmm. they're paying her to follow her. So I feel like you have to create your own brand and make people buy into it. Mm -hmm. When they buy into it, those are real fans. Yo, you just so, dropped, that's some real gems you just dropped. I mean, that's that's really what it is. So it's like people look at me and be like, oh, Paris doesn't look like she have problems because I want you to buy into me. Right. And, and then you can see the problems. But if you're just right. seeing me up front, you don't need to see the problems. You need to be a fan to see my real life. You got to buy into the brand. You got to buy into the brand. That's really, it's just the brand. You like, got to be in the Paris Sashay business. You ha- Listen, you, you have to make people believe that you're doing better than what you are so then they will offer you money that's right and then you'll start showing the real you it's a it's a business that's right you gotta buy some stocks you gotta buy some stocks man listen you have to and it, being a female i feel like i have a different point of view so my thing is i have to be cute mm-hmm. I, I mean i have a haircut so i right. have to i have to go above and beyond you to get make high, sure you get high fast listen now. i get high so quick <laughs> i have no worries okay it goes straight to my brain so i do that and i keep up my look and i make sure that when you see my look, I don't want people to go on stage and be like, oh, she cute, she fly, but she not funny. Mm. I want you to be like, oh, she cute, she fly. I didn't know what she was going to talk about, but I left. Oh, no, and you're a now. I don't think there's one person now. And especially I mean, after I open your my next, mouth, though. the next projects that drop, oh, they're, yeah. they're going to know. They're going to know. Y'all, listen, if you were not a fan before today, you will definitely be a fan before the year is out. And 
I just want to tell people keep supporting this campaign. Right. Uh, how they going? How can they follow you? They can follow me. My website is officialparisache.com. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, everything is Parisache. P A R I S S A S H A Y. Awesome, man. What a fuck. This was the ultimate overachiever yeah, this is episode. Dope. This is overachievers times Paris Sachet. This Amen. is big. This is good. Y'all need to make sure y'all follow Martin all the time. Come Thank to you. sell out every show. It now, needs not to ever can be I a just show. Say, Paris, can I say Paris has been a day one because she was the first episode when I even started this. Oh, when you and first we, and thought we was, about And we was in the ice cream truck. We was, we, listen, I've never <laughs> been <laughs> on an ice cream we truck recorded until an ep- Martin. There is an episode online right now on SoundCloud of, of me and Paris in an ice cream truck. We did a second one. We did a we second. Did no, we have that. we have multiple. No, oh, there's yeah. multiple. We have the listen. coolest thing about our episodes is you can when you listen to it, you'll, you'll know what career, like what stage of our career we're in. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this moment that we're having right now. We did. We've this been is talking, what we talked about in an ice cream we, truck. This is what we wished for. <laughs> right. right. While he was showing me how to make ices, I was yeah. like, Martin, I didn't even know this was real. Yeah. Because he has a great ice cream story. But listen, and it's, gonna, he's a real I, guy. I said we're gonna be on TV. We're gonna share. Listen, you should do your special coming off the ice cream truck. Right. Right. I'm gonna come out. Show Park. that true TV pull, clip. Pull up. And yeah. then get out of the ice cream truck and like show it on screen Skirt. and then you walk out on stage. Yeah, that'll be ill. I think that'd be dope. I'm gonna have you produce it. <laughs> <laughs> at the Paris and everybody Sashay get stamp. free ice cream pe- tickets yeah. after the show. I think that I think <laughs> I think that's a good special. Yeah. It's never been done. It's never been done. It's never been done. There you go. All right, man. Thank you, Paris, for doing this. Thank you.